You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we're going to talk about Stan Getz and Charlie Bird's Jazz Samba. In the room, I got Rob. Hello. John. Hi. Sean. Hi. And Ben. Jazz. Jazz Samba is a bossa nova album by Stan Getz and Charlie Bird, released by Verve Records in 1962, produced by Creed Taylor. The genre is bossa nova and jazz. Jazz Samba signaled the beginning of the bossa nova craze in America. Guitarist and arranger Charlie Bird first heard Bossa Nova during his 1961 diplomatic tour of Brazil. After his return, Bird met with Stan Getz at the Showboat Lounge, and Bird invited Getz back to his home to listen to some Bossa Nova records by Jean Gilbert. Getz liked what he heard, and the two decided that they wanted to make an album of of the songs. The task of creating an authentic sound, however, proved much more challenging than either had anticipated. Despite the initial setbacks of the early sessions, they intuitively understood the romanticism and the undercurrent of melancholy inherent in the style of music. Bird was one of the first American musicians to master bossa nova's difficult bubbling syncopations while Getz playing is superb, simultaneously offering a warm full tone and a cool control of dynamics. Jazz Samba stands on its own artistic merit as a shimmering, graceful collection that's advanced in harmony and rhythm as it is beautiful. What did we think of Jazz Samba? I mean, it's great if you want to put on something you can ignore. Like, this, the, from when I was listening to this, it's, it's, it's 100% inoffensive. You know, uh, I, could, I could listen to it for a long time and be fine with it. But it's, it just reminds me of the music that is played softly in the background of the restaurant at a luxury resort. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's that, the album. I don't even know, like, maybe there's only one album like this in the world, and it's played at every every resort. It's like, it's that forgettable for me. Mm-hmm. When you, uh, when you... Simultaneously, I enjoyed it, but it's, it's just, it's just forgettable. When you uh, just said uh, the bossa nova craze, um, I, I just <laughs> pictured a bunch of fucking beatniks with their turtlenecks up to here and their sunglasses on, just pulling their hair out and screaming. Um, all of the Beatles, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, um, completely and utterly inoffensive. 
Bossa Nova is awesome. I love Bossa Nova. It, it, it's just like, I when the the first song came on, I was like, holy shit, I wish I was at the beach. I was wish I was drinking some fruity drinks. And then that stupid guitar solo kicked in, and it <laughs> sounded like when uh, Marty McFly's parents won't make out while he's trying to play Earth Angel. <laughs> just fucking shit the bed on that. Mm. However... That sax player is smooth as silk, and the rhythm section of this band is fucking dope. They are very, very good. I thought this was delightful. It put me in a really good place by the end of it. I, I loved it. Like, I didn't think I would love it. I was like, oh, I gotta listen to this. It's gonna be a challenge, because it's not in my wheelhouse, which is a phrase I hate. But <laughs> I listened to it, and I was like, all right. Like, I had this visual, like, I was in a green room, and there was, like, tons of fruit. And they're like, hey, your performance is canceled, but you can just hang out here as long as you like. And I just, like, let's just jamming on it sure <laughs> yeah. just eating ham and kicking back yeah, exactly yeah i mean the thing that i have with this which i have with some things and i feel like i'm always the person to bring it up it's like it's white people bringing it to you again here you go mm-hmm. yeah like uh we talked about you know what albums were missing from when we kind of closed out the the 50s and i don't know how you say his name Zhao gilberto or whatever the guy who basically invented or popularized bossa nova Totally got snubbed. He had his own album, you know. His album was so banging that Bird took Gets back to his house and they listened to it. And then they're like, yeah. we got to make a, an album just like this. So you've got that. And, and, you know, Bossa Nova is great. You take classical guitar, which is what Bird is kind of, his whole background is. And then you add the Brazilian sort of bubbly funkiness to it. And then you throw some uh, Gets saxophone on top and it, it sounds great. But... Is it something that you're gonna, you know, break out and listen to all the time? Not unless you're into like making feijoada and like, you know, sitting around and, and on the beach. Getz is the guy who later becomes famous for the girl from Ipanema. Yes, that's yeah, right. that's that's his banger, <laughs> and uh, and he, he rides that bossa nova wave right into the sunset. Well, he also uh, I, he tried to eventually break away from the bossa nova wave and get back into cool jazz but his label wouldn't release it mm-hmm. because they wanted him branded as the bossa nova guy i guess they they eventually released it like 30 years later after he died a mm-hmm. uh, fun fact uh, the first time i heard this i was literally on a beach oh so, so how, did it, how did it make you feel did it, did it, no, it was i think that's what it was just a little too on the nose i was on my honeymoon last week and i was i was on a, a nice warm tropical beach and i was like i'm like gotta do my homework and so i go yeah i put this on and yeah i think it was just a little too on the nose <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what about three quarters of the way through this album it felt like day four in vegas for me we're just like mm. oh god it's still happening. Why? <laughs> why am I still here? And uh, however, there were a couple of standout tracks which I like. Clearly, first song, uh, Desa Fanato. Is that yeah, sure? sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Great. Um, the uh, Samba Dies. Samba these days. Samba these days. Oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't get it until you said yeah, that. Yeah, right. Uh, I thought it was like you know samba these days. You know these kids and their sambas oh, these no. days. I wrote like I had a note that it's like a perfect soundtrack for telling jokes to. Like if you're just like at a party and you're like nailing it, it's like you have a crowd gather around you. Like that's your that's your backup music. And then I was like, oh, the title's a joke too. It's perfect. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. 
song seven, Bahia. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, like, it's so discordant, like, mm-hmm. just, like, crazy things. And then there was this weird breakdown where it's still samba technically, but it's, like, one ia two ia one, two, three, one ia two ia mm-hmm. one, two, three. Like, I want to live in America. But sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, that I that I loved. Um, but, yeah, like, it... it as I'm listening to it, like, the waves that it was riding and trying to, like, keep some sort of flow to it, I didn't think they quite nailed it, which is why by three-quarters of the way through, it was just like, oh, God, the samba. <laughs> yeah, the, the the guitar stuff, the shit hot licks going through the entire thing. Yeah. The, the saxophone is so smooth, and the, the, the rhythm section is just holding the whole thing down. I don't know if I'll go back to this unless, you know, like four Tinky Drinks in, it just pops up and be like, oh my God, this is my jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's this, like you said, that's the kind of music is, is this almost somber, uh, romantic kind of music. And I, I go back and forth. I really like it when it is somber, romantic, but when it gets a little goofy or overtly playful, I kind of I step away oh. from it a little bit. I don't know if that makes sense, but no. it's sort of like when you, when you have this beautiful classic guitar, it makes sense. You know, like I'm re- I'm into it. You know, that's that's beautiful music. But then when it gets a little cheesy or a little cheeky, it's I, I, I'm just kind of like. No, no, thanks. So I kind of went back and forth. I'd, I'd be like, "Oh, I really like this song," and then the next song would come out. Oh, I don't like this song so much. Oh, I really like this, and you just like kept going back and forth, back and forth. I think they loaded all of the somberness and the like darkness into like certain songs and just totally left that out of others. You know, yeah. like like the um, what's it called? Uh, Samba Triste or whatever. That's mm-hmm. like that was super triste. Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a real kind of a bummer. But like it was good. They they did a good job with that. But then like they just would suck it out of another song, you know. And like they, right. they did a bad job, kind of spreading it out evenly. I guess. Yeah. I was a bad job. But yeah. yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how gross do you think Charlie Bird's fingernails were? His picking <laughs> hand. How, do you think he had the weird like sharp pointy buddies? Yeah. Uh, just the... He was he was definitely a gypsy. He was a gypsy well, player. Yeah. He so. was he was big into Django Reinhardt. Yeah. And, I can uh, tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hence Surprise. the shit hot, shit hot licks. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I think, you know, for some white guys who were bringing it to uh, the white folks, uh, they did a good job. Like, yeah. the, the, they found guys who had been to Brazil, who understood sort of the flavor and the culture. You couldn't do this with just regular jazz musicians. You had to have people that had been there and seen it firsthand. And, and they, they did a good job. Yeah, it said that they initially uh, did some sessions and they had, had some problems. They didn't feel like it was up to snuff, you know, to, to, to go through with that. And then they kind of went back and rethought about it and rehearsed more and more. So at least they had some integrity. I, I do find it a little, uh, that's why I put it in there. I, I kind of found it a little amusing that they listened to the records and they were like, Oh yeah, a guy from New York, guy from uh, I think it was Philadelphia or something. DC. DC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can we can do this. This, yeah. this is fine. Well, I, yeah, I, I went to Brazil. Yeah, yeah, I know what I'm yeah. doing. I was there on a State Department uh, uh, official visit. I can totally do this. I've got the backing of the U.S. government. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're great players. Um, I also wrote that this music. It's really interesting because, like some types of jazz or any type of music. Sometimes it's really hard to play, you know, it's hard to master, and then it just sounds so easy. Mm-hmm. Like for some some reason, this the melodic just p- 
puts you in a place and, and but he's picking everything and it's it's very technical but mm-hmm. it just sounds like easy yeah th- th- this is just boating shoe i'm on my schooner <laughs> or yacht uh tunes yeah, yeah. I mean, th- th- this is a this is really, really rich people like point of order hanging. Oh, <laughs> Bird had what well, was a uh, accomplished salesperson, uh, Wait, salesman, sailor. Okay, uh, salesman. Oh, saleser. <laughs> sales, salesington. I, I don't sail. Uh, he At had a twenty-six Captain? foot yacht oh, called. Oh. I'm hip. <laughs> oh god! Show, but, but was he though? <laughs> if you have to put it on your boat, right? It kind of loses a little something if you put it if you name your boat. I'm hip. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Hey, did anyone like read at all about uh, Stan Getz as a human, as a person? I did not. Oh, kind of a piece of shit. I didn't oh. know he was one. Oh. Yeah, Stan Getz like has like. Multiple relationships, marries multiple people, has kids, abuses the kids, beats the women. And then so I look up, I'm like, I want to see what this guy looks like. He's got one of those punchable faces, like (laughs) Philip Rivers face. (laughs) You just want to, you just want to hit him. Even if he's a, like, even if you didn't know he's a, he's just like kind of scummy. He's like a hitting dude. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes sense to get, to get pummeled. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, smooth saxophone. Yeah. Shitty dude. I feel like it often happens that when you have like really smooth, like palatable music, you have this garbage life behind it. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. So the whole bossa nova craze. (laughs) Very violent craze. (laughs) (laughs) When he, when this album became really popular, Getz basically ran off with all the royalties on the album and bird had to sue him uh about five years after the album came out and won and got half the royalties and a boat well yeah and that's how he paid for the boat (laughs) (laughs) the royalties from this album Anybody or does anybody feel comfortable describing the difference between bossa nova and samba? Because this was something that I personally was kind of like, what's the difference? They kind of sound the same. They're all in two four, or for the most part in two four, and they. I don't. Bossa, feel does, the same. bossa nova is a is a specific beat. Uh, I don't know. Like I well, don't know if. Well, it picks up on Samba's the originator, and then Bossa Nova became popular in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the major difference is the arrangement or composition. They use the same instrument, including guitar, piano, drums. Uh, but Samba relies heavily heavily on the drums. Uh, most musicians can play most Bossa Nova music without drums. So we're kind of hearing uh, that right now in the headphones, where it's it's more. Gu- guitar oriented okay um samba also in some of the traditional samba they have uh dance moves that go with the actual compositions 
Like the Macarena. Exactly. <laughs> Traditional. Or who let the dogs out. So you could say Samba. Or the Tootsie Roll. Samba is about the melody um, and the beat, and Bossa Nova are typically slower and less frenetic okay. than Samba. So it's, a, it's more sub, subdued. Because I felt the same way. I thought, oh, there's a Samba beat, there's a Bossa Nova beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that is, it just kind of more relates with the how, how it's presented. In this album including the album title yeah the word samba exactly is used <laughs> four times yet bossa nova is nowhere on it yet it started the bossa nova craze did they who's wrong did they not know that they were playing bossa nova i th- i think it's one of those things that it caught that they were introduced and they were like this is samba music and they had always heard it but bossa nova the title which literally means like new music it was a trend to, I think, sort of market samba in a certain way. Okay. So it's it's kind of like in, instead of saying um like instead of saying rock and roll, you'd say um, new metal. Yeah, new metal. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's <laughs> metal, metal, and then there's new metal. <laughs> exactly. Although that is not metal. <laughs> uh, the one uh, we're going to be talking about the the Beatles and you'd say uh, the British beat or something instead of saying like rock and roll and it's a very specific you know type of of rock and roll which is this is kind of a specific type of samba melodic. What else we got? Anything? <laughs> um, I, I, would, I would like to correct. Uh, I, I don't have my notes in front of me and I'm not listening to the song I was talking about, but it's one of you two. One, two, three. Not one, yeah, two, yeah, one, two, three, which is definitely I was gonna say. different. It's, yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, it, it, there, there's a, I went to live in America, then there's mm-hmm. what they were doing, which is totally different, um, which makes sense with the, the two, four. During the song, E Looks So So, I did say that uh, this is where I reached peak, nothing matters. <laughs> put me in a zone. But I was like, I don't care about anything. <laughs> so it was useful. Find your beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely music you'd put on to just do nothing. So how do we feel? Uh, we we usually ask the question, you know, should this be in the list? Do we feel like it's a classic? Is it still cool? I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know much about the bossa nova craze, so I couldn't tell you whether or not this is the best version of that. If it's the first of it, you know, congrats, guys. Might be the whitest version. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, keeping that in mind that it's, like, super white and they just kind of took it and we're like, we can do this too. And also that Stan Getz was a shit dude. Like, that really colors the album for me. And makes me think, like, I'll just find something different to listen to sounds like this. With like, all the blood on my hands. I think if you're gonna... Yeah, I, I get it. To this, this, this album came, quotes, first. Yeah. But if you're if you need to represent the... Bossa Nova craze that apparently was a thing, uh, and, and you and you want to have Stan Getz in your book, why not do the Green Onions formula? Why not put the album that has the song everyone knows on it? You know, why not you do the you, you, know, you know why that Nima? that is why because it's coming up. Oh, oh. My God. well, if, if if that album is on this list, then I don't. This album doesn't need to be. Okay. We, don't need, we don't need to get getzed twice. Yeah. I mean, it, okay. Getzed God. Like I said, my, 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 my very first hot take on this was, uh, you know, like there might only be one album of this and it's just played at every fancy restaurant. Yeah. Uh, there's two There's two albums of this on this list. Uh, I only need one album of this. Fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> Fool me twice. 
won't we'll get, get pulled again. <laughs> I think I'm with you on, on this one. I, I go back and forth of, I mean, of being it's smooth. It's, it's undeniably kind of pleasant. Nice. Very pleasant. Yeah, I think that it's just so hard to discount something that just makes you feel kind of pleasant and is romantic in a certain way. But there's another one coming. Yeah. And it's got the song you like, and but it's, it's got, got some vocals. It's vocals. Yeah. Now, yeah. But it's only like two tracks of vocals though, right? We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I'll be very curious what you have to say when you listen to the album. Have that's you, all, have that's you all I'm ahead? saying. You've listened oh, to Oh, I've heard you? a lot of these albums. Oh, yeah, He's um, ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost ready to die. <laughs> Just gotta get through another White Stripes album. Right. Yeah, I, I, I could I, I could take this or leave this. It, it, it's good as background music, uh, but then it gets boring. Then it gets yeah. Really maybe good, so. maybe that's our problem too. Is it's not it's not like a challenge. It doesn't feel challenging if you concentrate very hard on the. The playing? Oh, yeah. It, it is it, very difficult. Very yeah. cool. They are making it sound way easier yeah. than what they're actually doing. But it's but it's one of those things where you, you, it almost turns your brain off to, to listening to it. almost sounds like This the is background. the soundtrack to the lamest party like, oh, that totally. you could throw. Oh, my God, yeah. Take off your shoes at the door. Oh, yeah, what, very much so. There's a carpet in there. We've got Riesling. <laughs> 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 I brought a jello mold. <laughs> it's aspic. Uh, okay, next episode we'll be talking about Ray Price, uh, his album Nightlife. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <It's turd. laughs>